What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into NFL Reacts, the very first edition of NFL Reacts, I should say, as we're getting closer and closer to the regular season in the NFL. I am Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride. I'm very happy to be joined by Kate Majuk of DK Nation. Kate, we had NFL football last night. It wasn't very good NFL football, but I know you love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why did Mike Tomlin start so many key players for the Steelers in a meaningless football game? Because he's trying to give me an anxiety attack. Um, I've I've fully decided the the Steelers universe clearly revolves around me. Uh, Mike Tomlin wants to see me squirm. Um, but you know what? Hey, I think it was uh, it was really exciting to see Najee Harris on the field. I almost fainted there. Um, looked good in his first couple of carries there. I think he got seven total. Um, and you had to be impressed with uh, a couple of his nice cuts. He had some uh, some good looks right there in the middle of a, a bad offensive line, but not just a bad offensive line, a bad backup offensive line. So I think I think Najee Harris is going to be pretty, pretty fun to watch this season. I'm very excited. I hope he's fun to watch this season. Thankfully, Chase Claypool is not seriously hurt. I, I think that they said it was just kind of like he got the wind knocked out of him type of thing. I've got Deontay Johnson exposure everywhere in like all of my dynasty yes. fantasy football leagues. So I love Deontay Johnson. I'm fine without them playing another snap of the preseason. You got it in in the Hall of Fame game for whatever reason, <laughs> Tomlin. I'm totally cool with you leaving it there. Those guys need to be healthy for my fantasy rosters this season. Amen. Deontay Johnson. Uh, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about him later, but goodness gracious, uh, the he's so underdrafted just across the board. Um, I will get into the many reasons why, but he's he's going to be in a PPR monster for the second consecutive season. And I'm I'm ready for it. Yes, I absolutely love Deontay Johnson. I, I cannot wait to see what he does this year uh, once we get into the regular season. But on NFL Reacts, uh, basically what we're going to do for you guys each and every week here is we're basically trying to compete against our listening audience. We're trying to compete against our SB Nation audience uh, because we know you guys like to gamble. We know you guys like to play fantasy football. So we're going to each and every week try to find different ways to compete against you and see if we're actually better at this than you are or if you guys are collectively better at it than we are as experts here on NFL Reacts. So we're still in the preseason, so we still got a long way to go before we get to the regular season, and we've actually got some legitimate bets that we want to place and that we want to we utilize to kind of compete against you guys. So instead of doing that on the very first episode, we've got some preseason questions that we have prepared. 
that we are going to go through all throughout this episode. So, Kate, I want to start with the best free agent acquisition in the NFL this season, or or like your you could do it with you know your Pittsburgh Steelers, or or really just your favorite free agent acquisition for any team across the league. All right, so I'll I'll give you a two for here. So I'm going to say uh, my favorite like just overall acquisition uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with my recency bias here. And I'm going to say, I am so excited about Melvin Ingram. Plenty of questions about health, struggled with a knee injury last season, but uh, got Melvin Ingram, who's just been unstoppable talent when healthy and on the field, uh, got him for $4 million one year deal, pair him up with TJ Watt. I think they are going to be, uh, just punishing opposing quarterbacks. And I'm super, super excited for that. Um, But I think overall, like the team that I was most impressed with in their free agency was the Chargers and all of the moves that they made on their offensive line. Cause they've had, they've had some really, really fantastic pieces um, on, on the offense. But I mean, they were the, the worst run blocking team in the NFL last season. And it showed. Uh, I mean, you know, we couldn't get uh, outside of Austin Eckler uh, in, in his receptions. Uh, you couldn't really get much out of the court or out of the running backs there. But um, man, they they literally completely rebuilt their offensive line, and I think we're going to see um, really good things from their unit. And henceforth, uh, the running backs. I love Austin Eckler. Um, but I, I think this is just fantastic, fantastic news for uh, my guy, Justin Herbert, who's just climbing draft boards uh, as we speak. Uh, here in Kansas City, you're not supposed to like Justin Herbert uh, <laughs> because we've got Patrick Mahomes. We have the best quarterback in the NFL. So it's supposed to be all Patrick Mahomes and nobody else is supposed to exist. But I I love Justin Herbert this year. I am trying to get him in every single one of my fantasy redraft leagues. I've been able to do that in a lot of them. I think Justin Herbert's going to be an absolute monster. I'm excited to watch him and Patrick Mahomes play for the foreseeable future. And I don't think the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers now, but I was really hoping he was going to go to the Broncos at some point because that would be really fun to watch in the AFC West. Um I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I can dream for my for my fantasy rosters. You've already got uh, it, you did uh, the Chargers uh, got a nice steal from the Packers. So we did see uh, that that movement there. Corey Lindsley, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So at least uh, you, you might not have gotten Aaron Rodgers in there to shake up yes. the division, but you did you did get a Packer. So let's be fair. And Chiefs fans are still upset that your Steelers signed uh, Melvin Ingram, so so they're still they're still upset about that because they really wanted him to come to KC. Uh, I've got a couple free agents that I think are going to have a, a pretty big impact. That I think have been slightly overlooked. John Johnson, who had an absolutely stellar year as a safety last year for the Los Angeles Rams, signed with the Cleveland Browns and. I know the Browns are kind of becoming this like media darling type of team. Kate, you know, you don't know me very well, but I am a Cleveland Browns diehard. I grew up in Kansas City, but I tell people all the time, I don't really have a team that I root for. I identify with individual players. Maybe it's just the fantasy, the gambler in me. 
I wind up falling in love with players as opposed to falling in love with teams. But I fell in love with the Cleveland Browns a few years ago, and so they've kind of like been my team. So I have been on the Browns hype train for a long time, long before this season when everybody's picking them to to be a, a legitimate contender in the AFC. I've been saying for months that I do legitimately believe they are the second best team in the AFC behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've made a ton of acquisitions on defense this offseason. And John Johnson, they haven't had a good safety in years in Cleveland. Like they've been trying to find a safety for years. I think the Cleveland Browns defense in a standard redraft league, if you still play with defenses and stuff like that, I'm getting the Cleveland Browns defense everywhere I absolutely can because their pass rush is going to be a monster and their secondary, I think, is going to be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. And I feel like it's going completely overlooked. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I mean, like they did a great job in free agency, but also uh, what they accomplished in the draft, the fact that they got Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa in the second round should have been, a, a, I mean, I was hoping the Steelers would consider him at number 24 and he fell all the way back down. The Browns finally realized they couldn't let him fall anymore, traded up for uh, one of the, the best defensive players in the draft and most versatile. I think, uh, again, you don't know me very well, but I actually am also a big fan of Cleveland, despite the fact that I'm a yeah. Steelers fan. Uh, I did go to college in Cleveland. I, I lived there for a while. I met my wife in Cleveland. We got married in Cleveland. We love Cleveland. But the the thing that makes me love Cleveland so much is the heart of the people. There is no fan base like that of the Cleveland Browns, maybe maybe the Bills. Uh, guys, don't get too angry at me. Um, but if you haven't been to a Browns tailgate at the Muni lot, uh, I think we gotta we gotta have a an SB Nation field trip out there to the Muni lot because this is like the coolest fan base ever. And the Browns are so fun. They're going to really, um, I, I think, turn a lot of heads. But uh, in a more serious way, like you said, I feel like they're sort of the darling, but I think this year is where they go from like sort of rooting for the underdog to legitimate like pit bull, uh, you know, like you're, you're the tough guy. You're the, you're the real serious threat there um, in, in the division. And I think they're going to be really big trouble for my Steelers for uh, probably years to come. And I think we talked about it on one of our Arrowhead Pride podcasts earlier this week when we were kind of previewing the Chiefs competition in the AFC and we were talking about the Browns. One thing that you could say about this Browns team this season that I feel like you couldn't say in previous years is that it's no nonsense. Like in previous years, Odell's being being loud and obnoxious, Baker's being Baker and just saying whatever he wants and fighting with the media and stuff. You haven't seen any of that in training camp from the Browns this year. Like, it's a different vibe. It's a different attitude. They are ready to win. They're legitimately going to be one of the best teams in the AFC, and everybody needs to be ready for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield has not been found at the bottom of a pile in a scrum at practice yet. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great sign. They haven't uh, had three but... <laughs> players retire in training camp either. They're they're definitely on a, a good way, but they did they did so well across the board, free agency and the draft. I've oh I'm with you. It's so hard not to root for the Browns. And before we get to our uh our most anticipated rookies and 
I don't, I don't know about you, Kate, when we get to the rookies. I have a lot of them. I don't know if we were just supposed to pick one, <laughs> but I picked several. Uh, one more free agent acquisition that I think is going to be huge and real life as well as uh, p- possible fantasy implications. And that's the Chiefs going out and getting guard Joe Thune, who was one of the best guards on the open market. Obviously, the Chiefs completely rebuilt their entire offensive line, and it is arguably the best offensive line Patrick Mahomes has played behind in his NFL career so far, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like it, it, it feels like if you can't hit Patrick Mahomes, then he's got to be a lock to be the MVP this season. Like he's got to be that QB one. And I think Joe Joe Thune's going to have a huge impact. They've got rookie Trey Smith, who everybody's raving about. He's just pancaking everybody in training camp. Creed Humphrey is another rookie center who looks like a stud. Like the Chiefs offensive line is just going to be stacked and it's going to mean great things for their offense. Which is pretty incredible because I, I mean, just months ago we were um, like holding a, a virtual um, funeral for Patrick Mahomes because we thought he was going to be um, just absolutely uh, pancaked every single game. So The fact that they were able to do so much so quickly, super impressive. Yeah, it's I I can't wait to watch that offense. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. But all right. I've got so many. I'm going to go first on the most anticipated rookies. Kate, another thing you need to know about me. I am a wide receiver guy. I love my wide receivers. I fall in love with them. Um it's I, I always on my dynasty teams, I always have way more wide receivers than I do running backs because I just fall in love with these guys personalities and I just want to see them succeed and, and I want them to thrive. So I want to see Jamar Chase. I want to see Devonte Smith. I want to see Rashad Bateman, R- Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall, Jalen Waddle. I want to see all of those guys thrive this season. I am highly anticipating all of them in real life and in fantasy football. All right, I'm, I'm going to take issue. I'm going to take issue <laughs> with something you just said or with something you didn't say because my most anticipated rookie, I, I'm not going to roll with the chalk play. I'm not going to roll with Najee Harris. Um, outside of Najee Harris, I am so pumped for Elijah Moore, the one wide receiver you left off that list, which is a cardinal sin. Uh, and I don't know if it's that bias of the fact that he's playing for the Jets, but I'm trying to I'm trying to force myself to get over that that bias and uh, look past it because I, I do think that, I mean, just gosh, the, the hype for Elijah Moore is going so far beyond what we typically hear just from, I mean, everybody's great in training camp. Everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Everybody is uh, playing their best football, always, everybody. Um, but I mean, the the buzz we're getting about Zach Wilson um, you know, and his connection with Elijah Moore and uh, the way that they're building this chemistry. I think we're going to see something really special out of Elijah Moore in his rookie season. I feel like uh, he's somehow fallen to uh, like the back of people's minds just because of the landing spot. But I mean, every single uh, beat reporter, I feel like is just in my my timeline on Twitter saying, trying to concentrate on other players, but I can't stop staring at Elijah Moore. Um, it's the hype is real. I mean, Corey Davis uh, is going to be uh, added into the offense, which 
say what you want about the former first rounder. He might not have been worth that price tag, but he did have a really good final season with the Titans. I think he's going to be a nice veteran presence there. But I mean, there are so many, so many people that have so many good things to say about this wide receiver out of Old Miss. And I think he's got the best hands in this draft class. You're so right. It was so disrespectful of me not to mention <laughs> Elijah Moore. I love Elijah Moore too. It's just when you're supposed to pick one rookie and I rattle off six or seven of them, I, I feel <laughs> like I gotta I gotta leave some players gotta left for you. For me. Yeah. So I, I left you Elijah Moore, maybe the best player in the group. We'll see. I think it's a really talented wide receiver class. So I, I'm excited for all those guys. Uh you know, I, I've managed to get a, a collection of some of those players in a lot of my early dynasty drafts and fantasy leagues and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for all those guys. I, I hope all of those guys thrive. I hope it's the greatest rookie wide receiver draft class of all time. But I pretty much think that every season and, and hope for that every year. <laughs> so so I do hope that every one of those guys is absolutely successful. But I feel like I already know your answer to this question, Kate, but I've got to ask it anyways. The top fantasy pick on your favorite team this season. It's, of course, Najee Harris. By the time I'm done with Najee Harris, uh, he is going to be, uh, I think, a like a late round or late first rounder in fantasy drafts. He's already climbed into the first round of the like the latest uh, August dynasty startup ADP. He's already climbed into the first round. Um, Najee Harris is going to be top five running back like across the board. Um, I mean, I think you can make the argument uh, very strongly now he needs to be taken ahead of Saquon Barkley with those questions in his health. Um, I just think you're looking at a guy that ranked second in rushing yards last season, first with 26 touchdowns, second in forced missed tackles. This guy dominated the FBS. He's a very good receiver. So underrated in that aspect. Just had two drops over the past season on 86 targets, which is a lower drop rate than Travis Etienne, who's widely regarded as the best receiving back in this class. Give me all of the Najee Harris. I'm not concerned about the offensive line as much as you might think because he has vision. He has power. He runs tough. But I also think we are uh, maybe disregarding the fact that this this offensive line did get younger. Um, you have Zach Banner returning from a torn ACL, so we're going to have to see how he's uh, actually playing on the field. But Kendrick Green, their third rounder out of Illinois, looks to have like firmly secured that starting job at center. We've heard like they there's some chemistry they need to keep working on between him and Ben Roethlisberger in terms of the handoff, but. Um, you know, in terms of his value as a third rounder, he was one of, uh, out of all offensive linemen drafted in this class, he was the eighth most highly graded run blocker by PFF in this past season. And I mean, I think you have to consider the fact that he, he might've fallen a little bit because he split snaps at left guard and center in his final season. And it, didn't really, you know, dominate that one single position, but I think he's he's ready to make the jump and offensive line's not going to be as big of a problem as as people might be concerned that it will be. So you're taking Najee Harris over Saquon Barkley right now. 
I assume no question. I assume you're then taking him over a guy like Jonathan Taylor then as well. Yep. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is a guy that, I mean, he's, he's been in my top five, uh, but especially with the, the recent news, I know we might, might be seeing Carson Wentz return sooner rather than later based on the most recent reports. Um, but you know, the, the overall situation at quarterback, I like, I'm not going to want to play Jonathan Taylor. If Jacob Eason is under center for any, any discernible amount of time. Um, I just think there's less to worry about with Najee Harris. And guess what? If they can't run the ball and uh, Ben Roethlisberger is still not throwing it deep and he's just chucking the ball six yards down the down the field, guess what? That's a perfect spot for Najee Harris to just rack up all those PPR points. Yeah, One of the safest bets in fantasy football is the Pittsburgh Steelers running back is assuming that that guy is going to be healthy, he's at least going to be the number one guy. And yes. there's not that many guys that you can say that about in football anymore. So, yes, he should be very highly drafted. I don't know if I'm with you on taking him over Saquon. I'm definitely with you on taking him over Jonathan Taylor. I, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I'm still holding out hope for Saquon, even though it's hurt me several years, two years in a row now. Um, but it's just, I just don't think we've seen his best yet. And I, I want to see him at his best in the NFL. Um, but the top fantasy pick on my favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, it's got to be Nick Chubb. Uh, I, I'm excited for Odell to come back. I, I, I'm hoping that Odell is healthy and that he looks like the superstar caliber player that we all think that he can be. It's been a few years since he's really been that, but I think that Nick Chubb is the best player on this offense, hands down. Now, I might have gone to Vegas very recently and I might have placed Maybe. a bet on Baker Mayfield to be MVP as well as wow. I bet betting the over on the Cleveland Browns wins. But I still think that Nick Chubb is the best player on this offense. He, he's just absolutely lights out. He's one of the best pure runners in football. And I just want to see Nick Chubb just do what Derrick Henry does every year now. And I just want Nick <laughs> Chubb to go for like 2,000 yards. Love, love, love Nick Chubb. But I will ask you, so Nick Chubb, like, obviously he is, he's the RB1 on that offense. Kareem Hunt, he did manage to finish as a top 12 fantasy running back last season. Uh, in PPR leagues, he was involved as a receiver, Had still had Nick Chubb missing time. But is there any part of you that, from a fantasy perspective, might prefer to draft Kareem Hunt just due to their price difference? Because you have to pay uh, right now on Fantasy Pros ADP for the 2021 fantasy season. They have Nick Chubb going as the running back eight. But I can grab uh, my good friend Kareem Hunt at running back 23. Is the cost at all... Um, any, any urge to draft uh, cream hunt over Nick Chubb just because of that value? No, not for me. Um, <laughs> no, it makes all the sense in the world. You, you bring up a very valid point. If we're drafting, drafting strictly on value and ADP, then Kareem hunt makes more sense. Like there's, there's another guy available in that range that you have to take Nick Chubb, who you could probably say doesn't have a guy as talented as Kareem Hunt behind him. I just, I have so much faith in Nick Chubb that, you know, he was banged up for a little bit last year. When he came back, he is just an exceptional player. He is just an incredible 
running back, and we have just seen him do nothing but produce when he is healthy and on the field. And that's even with Kareem Hunt, like Nick Chubb has just been awesome. And I want to see him play a full season. And now we got 17 games. Like, I want to see what Nick Chubb can do. It, it Maybe it's me going overboard with the Browns hype and, and the fandom, and, and I'm overestimating what he's going to be. And maybe there is a player on the board there who's going to be a little bit better value. But I love Nick Chubb. If he's on the board, I, I, I got I got to take him. I, I, I can't pass him up. I can't fault you. <laughs> yeah, just like you're going to take Najee, I'm going to take Nick Chubb. He's my, he's my Najee Harris this season. But to be fair, my value pick, so like the Kareem Hunt or the, the Kareem Hunt to your Nick Chubb on my Steelers offense, like if you don't want to if you don't want to invest that high draft capital in the Najee Harris you got to grab Deontay Johnson in like the fourth round. Going to be such a stud. Had uh, 40% of his performances last year as a wide receiver one, and that's being targeted like three inches down the field. Uh, hoping Ben Roethlisberger can target a little bit deeper. But, um, I mean, average 15 PPR points per game. He was active technically 15 games. But uh, I think it was three of those he left after just Several, just a few snaps due to injury. So really you're talking uh, about uh, a player who's just been scoring so, so much and is so highly preferred by his quarterback in terms of, uh, you know, gaining a target share that I think Deontay Johnson is going to be uh, a really great value. If the Steelers offense makes you a little too nervous to maybe invest that first or second round draft capital in Nick Chubb. I love Deontay so much. I'm so glad that I finally found somebody who loves Deontay Johnson as much as I do. Uh, it's he is it's <laughs> a talented man. Yes, he he is absolutely incredible. Um, we've got some record predictions though for our favorite teams. Or really, I mean, we could do record predictions for really any team that you want to talk about. But I assume you've got a prediction for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I'm. I'm still rolling. I think we're going to go 11, uh, 11 and six this season is where I have them. I do worry. And I, uh, this sort of rolls into our next question about the Cleveland Browns. I think that they could overtake the division this year, uh, which doesn't make me happy as a, as a Pittsburgh fan. But um, I mean, there's so many question marks, uh, I think among fandom, uh, like, fan groups and things like that about what the Steelers could do. But um, I think realistically, when you're looking at media, people who see the team working with uh, working every day, um, it seems like they are in uh, the general uh, thought belief that the Steelers are a bit more threatening than most people perceive them to be at this time. Um, it's really easy to just say like, yeah, they're trash, um, but it, you know, Matt Canada, they're getting a new opportunity at offensive coordinator, which I think is going to be huge. Ben Roethlisberger hopefully is a little more healthy. Um, I think really the offensive line has just totally warped our perception, but I do think they're going to, they're going to win out. Like, let's not forget Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record as a coach of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's crazy. I feel like even you could, uh, Admit this, like last season, you could tell, despite the fact that they were like the last undefeated team and, and they were playing really well, you could kind of see the wheels starting to fall off of them 
later in the year. And, you know, it was Roethlisberger, injuries, and, you know, Deontay Johnson just having the yips for whatever reason, dropping passes, whatever it was. But I think that that's something that we sometimes read a little too much into. Like, yes, Roethlisberger, the questions are there. He's old. Uh, he's getting up there in age. You wonder if he can make it the entire regular season, if his arm's going to hold up. Like, all of that is super fair. But as far as the other stuff goes, their defense is still really talented. And they've got another year of Deontay Johnson getting experience and, and developing as a player. They've got another year of Chase Claypool developing as a player. They brought Juju back. Like, there's still pieces on that offense for you to be uh, – perfectly confident in their ability to to produce and, and to put up numbers and their defense is still going to be solid. They still got TJ Watt. Like they still have playmakers and Mike Tomlin's Mike Tomlin's defenses are never like total garbage. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are still going to be a perfectly competitive team. I don't know if they're going to, if I have faith in them being a Super Bowl contender uh, like my Cleveland Browns who are, who I have, Getting over the 12th win mark, uh, I pl- I placed a wager on them when I was in Vegas recently to go over on their win total. I think they're going to get that, but I still think that they're the second best team in the AFC because I think the Chiefs are a lock for 14 wins. So uh, I-, I don't Hashtag think... Hashtag don't get in trouble with Arrowhead pride. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got I to gotta throw that out there. Um <laughs> On one of our Arrowhead Pride podcasts this week, we were talking about the Cleveland Reds. I think I already mentioned that. And I fanboyed way too hard and people were not <laughs> happy about it. So I got to make sure I, I throw the 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 Chiefs asterisk in there. Uh, <laughs> so that way we, we keep both audiences happy. I can be a football fan and Chiefs fans won't hate me. So that, that that's the only thing that I'm after. We do need to hit a quick timeout, but we've still got a ton of stuff to get to across the board. That's coming up next on NFL Reacts. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all about to get ready to roll, man. So y'all put the kids to bed. I'm getting one more. Over. Under. I'm betting on myself. Across the board. Welcome back into NFL Reacts. I am Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride. I'm joined by Kate Majuk of DK Nation. Uh, we've been having a blast on the very first episode of NFL Reacts this season. Day after the Hall of Fame game, we had real live football on our TVs last night. It was terrible football. <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't see that much of Ben DiNucci. Uh, Cooper Rush looked okay, I guess, if that's what gets you excited during the NFL season. Um, Anything gets me excited in the preseason. <laughs> I just want real football. Yeah, I just want to see touchdowns. And we, we only got one of those and, <laughs> and, and and missed field goals. And it was just a bad football game. But uh, 
we'll we'll get an exciting preseason game here sooner or later. But I've been really excited about this question, and I, I'm really eager to get your answer on this, Kate. Rookie quarterbacks. The rookie quarterback class is very exciting and very intriguing this year, and there's a lot of guys who have the chance to be legitimate fantasy studs and have legitimate like fantasy upside, even if they don't start the season as their team's quarterback one. I'm curious, which rookie quarterback do you believe is going to have the most successful year one? All right. So I want to put like a little um, notation here. So for fantasy football, I actually think Justin Fields is going to be the most productive rookie quarterback in the 2021 season. Um, I I just think with his mobility, I have to imagine, uh, yes, I think they start Andy Dalton week one. I project that Justin Fields is going to move into the lineup as the starter. uh, Once they get rid of, uh, push the Rams aside, don't don't throw him to the wolves, throw Andy Dalton to the wolves, and then uh, let let your guy Justin Fields come in and, uh, you know, clean up the scraps. Uh, I think he's going to start the majority of the season. I I mean, Allen Robinson, so talented. I think um, just all of the things we're hearing about Justin Fields throughout training camp, his work ethic, it sounds like he's putting in the time. I already believe that he's just such a phenomenal athlete. Um, it, his rushing ability will, I think, uh, take a lot of people by surprise because I feel like uh, we just we still don't talk about what a, a fantastic athlete he is. but. I will say from a like an NFL standpoint, the player that I'm projecting to have the best season overall, and like you can you can assign whatever metrics you want to that. Uh, I think we got to look at Zach Wilson as a big time threat, um, and I'm very excited to see him because I, I you know it, there are plenty of question marks. Obviously, we've seen you know some of the ridiculous throws uh, he's able to make. Hashtag Arrowhead Pride. I know everybody loves to make the Zach Wilson makes Patrick Mahomes throws, but he does make some really uh, just ridiculous throws and he makes them look easy. Um, will that translate to the NFL? I'm not totally sure, but I do think they have a good coaching staff in place. Um, I, I think that, you know, their receiving core in general is underrated. Jamison Crowder, uh, you know, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. Um, can be one of the most pr- productive slot receivers in the NFL. Uh, we're looking at Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, who, like I said, I'm pegging him for a big season. I just think this duo is going to be um, something something special. Uh, and I'm hoping that, it, it, I mean, it just seems like all signs are pointing for the New York Jets, that they are uh, trying to build a um, a professional organization. Because I don't... I don't think any of us would have uh, pegged them as that maybe last season or the season prior. I've been telling people all off season that I'm legitimately excited for the New York Jets. I don't have any. <laughs> they've just got so much fantasy value. I feel like across the board because everybody looks at them like, oh, it's the New York Jets. Like you don't want any Jets players on your roster. And that's not true this year. I, I do have questions about. Zach Wilson, I, I may maybe it's that he looks like he's twelve years old, and I feel like he's, he's a twelve-year-old Zach Efron, and I feel like he's a, a little kid running around out there just chucking the football sixty yards down the field. 
but they're exciting and, and they're intriguing. Um, I don't know if I believe that Zach Wilson's going to be the most successful rookie quarterback in the NFL. I can't believe we didn't even talk about Trey Lance yet. Trey Lance is going to wind up being the starter sooner rather than later over Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan can keep trying to pretend like, oh, no, Jimmy's our starter. They're basically saying in training camp, like, yeah, Jimmy's the starter, but we're giving Trey reps with the ones because Jimmy's just not very good. So we're letting Trey do his thing because Trey's awesome. And so I just in that offense, I, I'm with you on Justin Fields. I don't think we have hyped up enough how athletic he is with his legs because he's such a brilliant passer and he's so accurate, uh, especially on the deep ball. And Justin Fields is just like a four four three guy or something like that. So we're we're not we're not estimating enough his rushing ability. And, and so I'm with you on Justin Fields. I just think that the Niners this season, in my opinion, are a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the NFC if they can keep everybody on that roster healthy. I think the roster's still insanely talented. And Kyle Shanahan is an innovator, maybe the first or second best offensive mind in football, if you want to have that debate between him and Andy Reid. I just think that there's too many things in place for Trey Lance to succeed and be the quarterback soon over Jimmy Garoppolo because we know Jimmy G's just not the guy and they didn't trade all that draft capital to get Trey Lance. So you get him in the game. I think it's got to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields for me. I, I, I'm not ready to to jump on the Zach Wilson train just yet. I think he's got a ton of talent, but I got to see it first with the Jets. I think that's totally fair. But let me ask you this question before we wrap up rookie quarterbacks. For their current draft position right now, we have Justin Fields. He's being drafted as the quarterback nine per fantasy pros. You have Trey Lance, quarterback 22. Uh you have Zach Wilson at quarterback 28. Now, Zach Wilson is going that far behind these two other rookie quarterbacks that we actually don't have a definitive timeline whether or not they are going to start, and if so, how soon. Zach Wilson is the de facto starter. It, like, shouldn't Zach Wilson, uh, for uh, for safety purposes even, uh, maybe his ceiling isn't quite as high as Trey Lance, of course, but... I feel like you got to feel pretty good about grabbing Zach Wilson um, as your quarterback 28 when you know he's he's the guy this year. There's no question about it. Yeah, and he could be, you know, Justin Herbert from last season where like if you drafted Justin Herbert late, he wasn't even the starter week one and it took a punctured lung from Tyrod Taylor for him to be the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. But it worked out in your favor, and he was a weekly fantasy starter for your lineup. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. The The value's there for Zach Wilson, and I'm sure I'll wind up with him on some rosters. I, I, I just think that Trey Lance and Justin Fields get me a little bit more juiced as we get closer to the fantasy season. So no faith in Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer at all. Like, like no faith in those guys doing anything. I mean, they've at least got – they've got LaVisca Chenault. DJ Chark, intriguing offensive weapons, Travis Etienne, James Robinson. I, I, I think Urban Meyer is going to be a disaster in the NFL. But that is my concern is Urban Meyer. It has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. It, uh, but like you have to um, like not only does talent count in this league, but uh, we always say like presume rational coaching. And I, I'm not presuming that with 
Urban Meyer right now. Um, I mean, like just across the board, we've just seen such weird statements coming out from Urban Meyer. Like, uh, I mean, the fact that he wants to get Carlos Hyde and like just you drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Can we just like he's going to be uh, your running back, whether or not you are, uh, you know, slowly working him into the whatever. That's fine. Um, but like, don't make these stupid comments about uh, the depth chart. We know where Travis Etienne is and we know that he is, though I love James Robinson. Travis Etienne is the most talented running back in that backfield. And we've heard good things coming out of camp. Um, it, the situation with Tim Tebow, like what? Oh, he's a lock for the roster. Tebow is but making that team. I said what? that from day one. Now he's out <laughs> here catching touchdowns. Travis Etienne for Tim Tebow. <laughs> it's like this. I just, I mean, there's just been some questionable uh, decisions, questionable remarks that just kind of make me be like, well, did he just say that? Um, and it's, it's just made me uh, a little curious about how his transition to NFL football is going to go. I, I would prefer one of these other situations where um, maybe, you know, the, you're not as confident in the rookie quarterback or uh, the personnel, but uh, if you have a good coaching staff behind you, that can help you uh, overcome just so much. I love it. I think that urban, I think that urban legitimately thinks like, well, in college we had four or five star running backs on our team. So that's how we're constructing our NFL roster. Like I think he's thinking that, and then there was in the pre-draft process, there was leaked reports that he was calling other GMs and coaches and being like, so who are you guys going to draft? Like, this is who we're interested <laughs> in. Like, somebody close to Urban needs to make sure like, oh, man, that's not how it works in the NFL. You can't just call up these teams and tell them what you want to do because they're going to go out of their way to make sure that you don't get the opportunity to do that. You can't give them an advantage by telling them who you want to draft. It just seems like he's in over his head. So I think Trevor Lawrence is a really talented player, but it's hard to feel confident in the Jaguars at all with Urban Meyer running the show there. So I, I, I'm with you. I don't, it, it, I think that Trevor Lawrence and LaVisca Chenault's a really exciting player. I love DJ Chark, but it, it, it's hard for me to have confidence in Jacksonville whatsoever. Um, but we move along with our, Favorite teams' divisions. So I'm curious, Kate, how – I feel like we talked about this a little bit already, but how are you going to rank your favorite teams' division one through four? Uh, essentially, we are ranking just the AFC North. How do we rank the AFC North? Because we're both in the same boat here. I'm going Browns, Steelers, Ravens, then Bengals. Um, Bengals, though I'm very high on their offense for – uh, fantasy, and I think they will produce plenty of points there uh, for fantasy managers. I do worry about just the lack of improvements overall on defense. You got to be concerned about the fact that, you know, Joe Burrow doesn't seem as comfortable with his knee as you would want. Um, and I'm not saying he should be more comfortable with his knee for where he's at. I mean, he tore his ACL in week 11. Like that's not that long ago. Um, that's pretty late in the season if you'll feel all that comfortable testing out that knee. So I get it. He had a complicated surgery. I think you've just got so many factors to worry about there. 
Um, the Ravens too. I, I think that we saw them exposed a little bit more last season. I think another, another year under the belt, you have Lamar Jackson, who's missed, uh, I think the first 10 days of training camp at this point, uh, with COVID-19. And that's, that's a big issue. Um, especially when you're trying to get him more in tune with a receiving core, uh, and a group of rookies, like, you those reps are so so valuable to especially these receivers um not even particularly like they're they're valuable to Lamar Jackson but um just getting the chemistry on pace i mean Lamar Jackson is the center of that team and i hate that he's missing time the steelers we already talked about them but the browns i got to hand them the afc north it's it, they just have everything everything working in their favor they have the coaching staff they have the offensive pieces. They have the defense. They have depth. Like they have just every single thing that you would consider to be, uh, to make an NFL team a real contender. I've got it the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, then the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I just, I love Lamar in Baltimore, and I love the addition of Rashad Bateman bringing in Sammy Watkins. Like I, I just think that they've made additions to the offense to try to make the offense better. Their offensive line should still be solid. I hope J.K. Dobbins is an absolute stud, and Gus Edwards is going to be involved. I, I know, but I just think their offense is still there. I think the defense is still going to be solid. I think they're still going to have a good pass rush, as they seem to do every year, manufactured in whichever way they possibly can. They just brought in Justin Houston, who has been super underrated the last several seasons for whatever reason. I understand that he's an older pass rusher, but he's still been really, really good in the NFL. I, I just still like the Ravens a lot, but I think it's going to be kind of neck and neck with them and the Pittsburgh Steelers all season. And you mentioned the Bengals, and I love the Bengals offense too, but the reports out of Bengals training camp have not been very good. There's been a lot of reports saying the offense has been legitimately concerning all training camp long and even going back to OTAs where Bur Burrow doesn't look comfortable. He's missing throws. He's got throws that are falling, you know, 20 yards in front of wide receivers and stuff like that. I I'm starting to get a little bit worried about the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow maybe not being ready after that significant knee injury. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely going to be something to monitor. And as we get further through training camp, if we don't start to see some improvements, I'm going to need to peg all of these guys down in my rankings because, I, I mean, you need your quarterback to be um, not only healthy, but in the right mindset. And that's sort of where I worry that this is trending. But um, it, I mean, we saw it last year, I think, with Tua, you know, stepping back from this this big time injury. Um, you do have to take some time before you're you're mentally ready to take physical reps. You're mentally ready to take hits, um, and you have to really trust that that injury before um, you're you're really able to do that. Otherwise, you're not focused on reading the defenses. You're not focused on that. You're trying not to get hit, and that's not the way to play quarterback in the NFL. And to uh... Just play things up to our Arrowhead Pride community, the AFC West. It's the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and the Raiders are number four for me. I have zero faith in the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders at all, in John Gruden and that coaching staff and Mike Mayock. Just not, no, no faith in them 
whatsoever. Um, I hope Brian Edwards does break out, and I hope he does look like Randy Moss and T.O., although that's highly unlikely. Uh, but get the hype, Brian Edwards. I- I'm excited for you, at least, if I'm not excited I'm for excited anybody else. I'm excited about John there. Brown. <laughs> and then Brian Edwards? You got no faith in Brian Edwards? I've just, I've always been a John Brown fan. I'm, I'm taking John Brown, baby. Love it. John Brown is underrated. He doesn't get enough love for how Mm -hmm. good he's been in the NFL, Mm -hmm. even though he's bounced around. He's been solid everywhere that he has played. All right. As we come to the end of our very first episode of the NFL Reacts, Kate, we have to do our way too early Super Bowl predictions. All right. I've got a doozy for you. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams. I can't I, I can't quit the Rams. I'm I'm just very excited about Matthew Stafford. If he's going to be healthy, um, had that that thumb scare um, a few days ago. It sounds like that's totally fine. It sounds like he's he's getting full reps. Um, it, Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay, with those wide receivers, with Tyler Higby, um, you know it. Daryl Henderson. Uh, I, I think all of these guys are such fantastic offensive weapons, but. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, you've also got some of the best playmakers in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, like across the board, they have threats at every single position and you have the coaching staff to match. Um, I mean, think how close they were to sniffing a Super Bowl with Jared Goff under center. I think Matthew Stafford can get a little bit more juice. Uh, but for the AFC, I've got to go with the Buffalo Bills. We saw a lot from them. We saw a big time jump last season. But um, I think, you know, they're a young team. Uh, they're a team that hasn't necessarily been winning recently. Um, I think their their britches were a little too big. Um, this year, they're going to come back with some more experience. They still have all of their playmakers uh, on on offense. Presumably, we don't totally know. Uh, Cole Beasley may rage quit and retire. We don't know, but I'm presuming he's there. Uh, The best slot receiver in the NFL. You have Stephon Diggs. You have just another year where you have Josh Allen developing as a quarterback. There's just their threats all over the field. And I think that would be a really fun Super Bowl to watch. I do think that could be a fun Super Bowl. I'm not as confident in the Buffalo Bills as you are. I I just I worry about their lack of a pass rush. I have questions about Josh Allen putting it all together another year. Like, was last year an anomaly? Was that the best Josh Allen we're ever going to see? Or is he going to continue to be that player? So I'm a little bit questionable about that. And yeah, the distraction stuff with Cole Beasley for no reason, like, If you just get vaccinated, we could get on with business. You don't see those type of problems coming up with teams like the Chiefs and the Bucks, like teams that have been there before. And so I feel like that's also going to play a part in this NFL season. Like, I I think we're inevitably going to see games get forfeited and things like that because of the pandemic and the ongoing issue across the country. So I think the teams that have been there before and the teams that are kind of no nonsense get the shot, we're here to win. I, I I think that's going to play up big this NFL season. So it's hard for me not to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to make it to a third consecutive Super Bowl. And I'm hoping we get a rematch 
with the San Francisco 49ers, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hope that I, <laughs> I want to see the Chiefs and the Niners in the Super Bowl again. I think that's the best possible matchup we could see. And hopefully it's with a rookie quarterback and Trey Lance just setting the NFL on fire. That is that is my Super Bowl prediction. That would also be a very fun one to watch. I I I don't think I could complain about any of these Super Bowls, though I I wouldn't have thought that um, I'd be this disappointed uh, watching the Kansas City Chiefs last season, but hopefully everybody's healthier across the board. That offensive line holds up. Uh, you don't have Patrick Mahomes hobbled with a, an injury, and we see him play his best football because that's what that's what you want. You want to see all these teams at full force. And, I mean, God, imagine rookie quarterback Trey Lance just riding off into the sunset after bringing his 49ers to a, a Super Bowl as a rookie, that would just, the uh, the Bay Area would burn down. That's Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I'm Steven Serta. You can follow me at Steven Serta on Twitter. This was the very first episode of NFL Reacts. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Please make sure that you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing everything that we are doing on the SB Nation NFL Show podcast channel. We just rolled out a new lineup that's going to be providing incredible NFL content for you all season. We're going six days a week this year. So so do, do your thing. Do what you have to do. Make sure you're locked in each and every week to the SB Nation NFL Show because we've got a ton of incredible content coming out each week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.